Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone, Mage here. Just want to remind everyone that we have got a Patreon. Head to patreon.com forward slash MageXPayJack. We did our very first Patreon exclusive hangout in the week. We had such a good laugh just shooting the breeze, chilling out and having a laugh via the wonderful medium of Zoom uh, with some of our amazing patrons. It is available to every single tier member. So it doesn't matter whether you join a tier one, tier two or tier three. The monthly Q&A hangout is available to you as well as exclusive content and access to our Discord group as well. So if you want to support the podcast and you want to get involved with the next monthly Q&A, you can do. Go to patreon.com forward slash MageXPayJack. On with the show. Hello everyone, it's the Mates and Pajak podcast, we're here, yes we are, uh, and we're glad that you are too, thanks so much for joining us, and if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel and you're watching this on YouTube channel, uh, make sure you subscribe right now, we've passed 20k, which is great, let's uh, let's keep flying up through it all. Um, Chris, how are you? Hi, I'm good mate, yourself? Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I think I'm suffering, I don't know, it's not It's not like seasonal affective disorder, but I think having had like a week and a half of like intense, incredible sunshine to like roll out a, a bed today and it's pissing down with rain and it's just really overcast and really this and that, I don't know, it's just like a psychological, like a psychological mood killer, how about you? Yeah, I think since Sunday there's been, it's been overcast, not like metaphorically speaking, because of what's going on in America and stuff like that. Mm. Um, now I'm personally I'm in health and everything else and the family are good and stuff like that. But there is this like fucking I fucking hate to use the phrase, but a black cloud hanging over us, and this is part of the problem, isn't it? I suppose. Mm. Um, but I think you know I'm glad that I'm glad that people are talking about it. I'm glad that it's in the media. And I'm glad that we're going to discuss it um, on this show because it needs doing. Mm. It, it, it absolutely it needs. This fire needs fuel, yeah, and it need it needs people to keep on talking about it until this shit is fucking stopped yeah. and stamped out. And um, I was I was thinking about this before, Paul, and um, I have never done a podcast with you, and I'm not I've not verbalised this to Paul or anyone watching this. I've never done a podcast with you where I've been nervous before, mm-hmm. but I, I was I've been nervous all day about this podcast for for a few reasons really. Um, one. Um, I can't understand and feel how how black people are feeling right now, and yeah. I will never, I will never pretend that I can. But that won't stop me using what little voice I have mm-hmm. to speak on the subject. Yeah. Um, 
and and two because I, we won't be able to do it justice and we won't be able to provide justice or solace for anybody because we wear this white coat of privilege that we don't even know that we're fucking wearing um, and we can't know that we're wearing it because we've never walked in anybody else's shoes or we've never understood a, a different point of view but what I will do is promise you that I'll tell you the truth tell you what I believe I know Paul will tell you what he believes and I vow that I will bring my kids up differently and that's what I'm going to start with today and that's why I've been nervous yeah yeah I think it's 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 insane, isn't it, that we're in a world where I mean, we talked about it. It's it, when you think about it. The last few weeks, obviously, we've been doing these podcasts in lockdown, and we actually talked about like protests. And we, you know, it's only a few weeks ago since we were sat here, a, a kind of a bit tongue in cheek, almost laughing at like the anti-lockdown protests. And you had these fellas storming into government buildings with automatic weapons, and there was that guy with like the rocket launcher on his shoulder like it's some crap version of GTA and now weeks later people are having legitimate protests with with legitimate reasonings behind it and these people are being castigated and they're being slaughtered in in the in, well, in some corners of the media they're being um you know they're basically having the dogs sicked upon them by the president um and it's, it's, there's never been a more stark example, and these examples exist all the time. If you care to look for them, it's the, the blinding of us, and that's almost been one of the overriding points of this. Um, it's, again, in how, in how, how different people of different racial backgrounds are treated. Um, but it's, it's mad in one country that you can have two, two different examples. You can get people are being killed for, be, for, looking, for looking or having an, a, an aura apparently of being menacing or people perceived to be threatening when you've literally got people walking into positions. And, that, and you will never know, but the argument that I've seen so many times is like if that, if that was a person with a different skin colour who walked into those situations in those places with those weapons... Let's see what the you can't imagine the reaction would have oh, been. Would have been the same. To, we don't need to imagine. We've seen it time and time again when white people have gone into schools and slaughtered numerous people, children, kids, fucking teachers, everything, and oh, he was he was getting bullied and nothing really happens to them. Fucking George Floyd may or may not have paid for some cigarettes with a fucking fake $20 bill hmm. and he's dead and and you know and there are just have to look on twitter there are numerous examples of this across all races but but the one thing in america that wins out is is if you're white and you do get treated differently hmm. you get treat and and it has to stop and i'm so glad and proud that people are standing up and i'm so glad and proud that the majority of people are doing it the right way and they are peaceful protests and and f and it looks like you know that country's going to turn a corner finally and i hope that it fucking does and i hope yeah. that it makes every other country look at their own country and think because mm -hmm. all it's done is made me think about the video i did last year um for the young Turks, yeah about how our young black sports people are, are, are treated in in english in the english media and the uk media and we're not far behind america no 
and we don't get to look down at the end of our nose at America in this because we're just as fucking bad. Well, we're not we just pulling... don't happen to have fucking guns yeah. on the streets. Yeah. We're not pulling in an opposite direction to America, no. Chris. We follow behind them, whether yeah. we like that, whether we like it or not. Culturally, in the way we ha- the way we handle things, we are we, we the country takes its lead from America. We're often just a little bit a little bit further behind. It's all a year. You know, I think that gap is actually shrinking. So we're catching we're catching up to them far far more quickly instead of going in an opposite direction. So you're right. It's it's because uh, I'm saying people like well, why are people protesting in the UK when it's an it's an American problem? And it's like well, it's not an American problem. It's a it's a it's a global problem. It's a it happens in, in in countries like it like like England all the time, and it, they are flames that have been fanned significantly in recent years because of the rise of alt right, because of the right the right the rise of the right in general, because of things like Brexit and all those things. Where you know it, it was a blaming people who are not not non whites effectively for all of the problems, or people not from not from here. You know that kind of blaming people for that does lead to a nat- uh, what's the word? it kind of it normalizes that behavior mm-hmm. and that's been the worst part of it i remember in going up through the 90s and in the early noughties and thinking we were on the right track you know i genuinely thought like right wing politics and agendas were on the way out because they were very you know archaic and there's just been a massive rise in them again and that leads to a lot of you know very very old mentalities that should be dead and buried and they're not can i just say because the thing that the thing that's winding me up about about this um because I think there's lots of there's lots of positive stories, and inevitably people will choose to focus on the negatives because negative stories um, just you know drive more retweets and clicks and interest and shock horror and all that kind of stuff, sensationalism. But the reactions to people like this, it's a great example of something where it, it, it creeps into your life and it creeps into your timeline, and we talk about this a lot. The people whose immediate reaction to seeing like a hashtag of Black Lives Matter and their reaction is All Lives Matter, and it's like yeah. Yeah, we know that, and everyone knows that point. But that's not the point that's being made here. That's a wider point, and it's a, and it's a perfectly valid point. But to use it, it's like it's like correcting a great point because of the grammar is not right. Um, and you know, some people are using it to kind of deflect, and some people are using it to like cut the legs off the the movement or whatever. But I genuinely think there's a lot of people out there who are do who, who are just. I don't know, like they've taken offence as though by saying Black Lives Matter, somehow saying your life doesn't matter, your ma- life matters less, and it's not the point. It's not the point of the whole thing. It's it's a clear, it's a concise message, and it's a message that in this particular instance came out of one one big touch, pa- uh, you know, touch paper moment. Black Lives which, Matter's been going on for five years. Well, absolutely, but in this particular instance, it, this is where you know it's 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 risen because of this one particular. Instance. People just need to embrace it, or or. or or walk away from it, whatever you whatever you choose to do, but trying to undermine it by like trying to make it into something else by being by nitpicking it, I f- I'm finding more frustrating than any, than almost it, anything it, else. It is because it takes away from the point, and it's kind of like we talk about politics so much on this show. But I think right now, and, and maybe it's always been this way, but I've, I'm an adult and I have a good a better grasp of stuff nowadays than I did 20 years ago simple messaging is the only way that you can get through to people on yeah. mass uh-huh. and black lives matter says something yeah. to everybody very quickly in three words and it's highlighting the issues it's not highlighting and all lives matter it doesn't highlight the issues that black people are going through yeah 
Black yeah. Lives Matter does, and yeah. it's that fucking simple. Well, exactly, because yes, all lives matter, and it, it should be a given. Black Lives Matter should be a given too, by the way. But what it does is it's like it's like saying, yeah, that's right, but we need to get there. We need to earn the right to get to the point where all lives matter, because right now it, it, there is an imbalance in, in a lot of societies, and that imbalance is towards, is towards white people and white middle class and above, and above people um, beyond that. And there's obviously there's too much nuance for it to be for, for it to be debated online or for it to be debated via the medium of protest right now there is a there is a massive imbalance and it makes yeah. sense to bring bring up the levels that are lowest rather than worrying about you know if you want to get everyone to the same level there might be work to be done on, on this side of the on this side of the, the spectrum on you know for, for people who you know white people there or is. whatever yeah there is but it's but not we're talking about Sorry, Paul. Finish yeah. point. But the difference, the, but the gap to the finish line is so much further away from people in, in other from other backgrounds and other in other situations. So rather than get rather than focus on the people who are are generally speaking, broadly speaking across the board, and again with the risk of generalization, are in a far healthier position. It doesn't make sense to worry about that now. There's so we're so far away on the other side of the uh, uh, of the balance that, that it makes sense to focus on that as far as I'm concerned. It does, and this is all lives matter. Let's say we take that. Uh, uh, are they fighting for racial injustices? Are they fighting for police brutality? Are they fighting for justice reforms? Are they fighting for uh, economic injustices? Are they fighting for um, quality healthcare and quality schooling? No, but Black Lives Matter is yeah. because they feel every single one of those pinch points. Mm-hmm. The the issue that this is this is the, where this is a grey area though, Chris. I think and and I'm, this is where the, the debate gets. I think mo, I think a lot you know the most sensible people are on the on the right side of this, and of course like you you know there's no world in which a police officer should be able to murder someone by by doing what happened to George Floyd. It's not that shouldn't be allowed, and you shouldn't be able to get away from that scot free. And that's not an indictment across the entire police force across the entire globe. But you know, in, in, and and you know that example and other similar examples need to be need to be better judged after the after the fact or greater sanctioned and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the, the, the what you're finding is now you've got peaceful protests, mm-hmm. and then you've got looting and you've got rioting, and I like and uh, at its fundamental level, I don't I've got no problem. As I phrase this carefully. Peaceful protests are the right way to approach things. So you go there because you it you it's like showing no violence is non you're not looking to provoke people so that you, you can be on the good side. You can take a peaceful approach to it and you stand there and you put your hands up and say, I'm just making my voice heard. That's all I'm doing. I'm I'm you know exercising my right to to freedom of speech or whatever that whatever equivalent that is in the country you're going for. And but as we've just said that doesn't necessarily translate to a global message because do, uh, do the media carry that story as well? We see loads of protests. In fact, we don't see loads of protests. There's been tons of protests in this country over a variety of subjects that I, I believe in, but they don't get coverage because until there's a, until there's a blow-up point, it's just a bunch of hippies making a, making some hippie BS points, and particularly when you've got a country that's dominated by the right who look at these people as unwashed, you know, the unwashed masses and their silly, silly, soft liberal views um you need to get you need to i think there needs to be an almost an explosion point of this because it shows that it matters 
you know the people and now it goes too far and the, the the concern is that when you get when you get senseless looting well again when you get probably when you find that there's like you know fairly well off middle class white people who've got no real you know no real stakes in this going and robbing trainees out of shops it's just you're just doing it because you're taking advantage and there'll always be that but i think there needs to be kickoffs people need to see because it, it need people that's the, in some instances it's the only language people understand is the this problem is, the problem with that mate is that with like we're talking about america right yeah and america is made up of 70 percent white people okay black society in america accounts for about eight percent of america now donald trump is a tit he is the biggest tit in the entire planet and he's the most powerful tit in the entire planet unfortunately and he has now got a reason to be able to point the crosshairs at black society because they're the ones looting that's his message whether it's right or wrong to his power base to the people who will keep him in power this year and eight percent of the country and add up all the minorities in america that adds up to 30 so all he needs is 40 percent of the fucking white vote uh, or 50 percent sorry 50 percent of the white vote yeah whatever it is you know what i mean (laughs) it's so fucking fixed anyway he probably needs about 10 percent of the votes whatever it is yeah but the fact is he's now got a crosshair on everybody else so in this instance i don't think it does work and i don't think that is quite right i agree with you but it also gives trump something that he can lean into yeah he can use this to his advantage and and that's not good i mean the thing is though and the the point is this you're you're right you you know in that regard but you're never going to change trump's mind on something because because i I was having to think about donald trump this week and how like (sighs) donald trump for us we look at Donald Trump and we and like we roll our eyes at best and we we like are aghast at worst you know at some of the, the things that comes out of his mouth and some of his actions and the way and the things he said and, and his policies and his attitudes and all that I find absolutely abhorrent I think he's a, he's a dreadful human being but Donald Trump in Donald Trump's mind is winning Donald Trump is right everything Donald Trump does is is right and he must be right because he's president of the united states of america he has whatever the game is he's he's won the game whatever this game of life is he's played it and he's accrued mass wealth he's got buildings all over the country with his name on it he's got multi millions and millions and millions of people who hang off his every word he can basically walk up to women and grab them by the genitalia and get away with it scot-free and 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 him for being all of these things and everything that he's been along the way in a popularity contest effectively people chose to put him in the biggest hot seat on the face of planet earth so like he's like because I, 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 I just trying to get into his mindset of how someone can be that like far gone and far weird but it, it's this thing I, you know, and i realized this when you know we had with brexit and with the conservatives getting in over here you realize that the we're not we, they, they don't play no one plays by the same rules as we don't play by the, their rules because we don't we've too many models to play the game but if the game's the game are we the ones who are wrong for not playing it I, it's no, my, the I game's think, rigged mate yeah yeah we've come into monopoly and the fucking the uh, old kent road is fucking the only monopoly the browns are the only monopoly left and they've got mayfair in the fucking greens and the yeah. yellows and the reds and and we're expected to make our way through and yeah. we can't we, it's impossible yeah. you, you can't you can't you can't fight to the top well it's not even it, that they've got the whole even board. if you do well yeah. you fucking got houston which yeah. is blue 
Well, no, which they, is not even halfway down the board. But you this know is the mean? point, isn't it, Chris? And to take this back, they own the whole board. We, yes. None of us, we don't own the board. We're lucky if we own the piece that we move around the board in, let alone, yeah. let alone the, you know, we're lucky if we own the car. <laughs> Cars on finance, you know what I mean? We definitely can't imagine having a boat. Jesus we'll Christ. Them whenever we fucking go. No, no, exactly. That's it. Every 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 step we take costs us, cost us money to do it. And that's why I actually think the looting thing, I again, I think it go it can be it can go too far because I think there's a difference between smashing up mom and pop's corner store which is more people like you you know if you're fucking up your local neighborhood and you're fucking up small business then you're not i don't think you're furthering your cause but i'm not asked if you want to smash an apple store up because they're insured up to the eyeballs and you know what i mean and they, and they can they can cover themselves in that Again, regard that, but the but the looting side of thing what you realize is this is the most downtrodden in society they're going into they're going into built up city centers and a lot of these people who are running out with stuff they're running out with stuff that they would never be able to buy or achieve in their entire lives and that's what the rig game looks like is that if you're left with a situation where you actually you, you you feel justified in walking into a shop and ca- and coming out with armfuls of stuff, then there's, there's there's deeper problems and the deeper problems are like this. And it's nothing we'll ever be able to solve because we could talk about this for days. And if this was something that was solvable in just days of chat, someone would have solved it by now. But it's it, it is that that's the that's the levels of inequality to, to to all this, which is so so blatantly obvious. And, and what happens is the police, uh, police are at the forefront of this. And then it becomes like, well, the police are there to defend you. Yeah, 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 they are. And and, and I, which is why in some regards, I don't, I blame horrible police officers. I blame racist police officers. I blame people who aren't fit to uphold the law. People who don't have the right morals to uphold the law shouldn't be in those positions in the first place. But all the police are, are they're trying to tackle, a, it's like trying to treat cancer with with with, with aspirin with paracetamol that's all the police are there's a fundamental flaw to how society is constructed and the police are just a fucking just a a a, a knock-on effect of, of all of that stuff so you can reform the police and it needs to be done and it should be done but it's they all they ever are are people who treat symptoms you know they don't you know if there's if there's an increase of violence between particular areas of cities or particular racial groups or whatever that's 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 a systemic historic situation that, that those people exist in they exist in mass poverty they struggle to access jobs they you know the the, the prices of the daily price of living the cost of living is prohibitive for them to be anything other than the things they are in life and that's in America in particular, and we're getting this way when we've got Tories because they believe this way as well, is that they've been taught to believe that if you're poor, it's because you're lazy or you're not talented enough to be rich. Whereas, you know, we are, and, and people always criticise when we talk about socialism on this, po- on this podcast, and I'm not saying there's tons of examples of it working, but the fundamental theory of it is that everyone is created equal and everyone is entitled to the same basic fundamentals of life. If you can add a sprinkle of capitalism on top, fine, because that promotes growth, that promotes creativity, it promotes innovation. But when unchecked capitalism is allowed to run riot, it means that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. It does, mate, and, and look, I think the, the only thing I would say is that the cancer's in the fucking police. The cancer's in the entire society. Mm. That's the problem. It's not... Police reform doesn't work without societal reform first mm-hmm. and, and and particularly in white society. Yeah. And that that's the problem. Yeah. Nothing else. Well you take guns the other, away, the other, the other sorry, the other the, the other minorities are not the problem here. Yeah. The problem is white people with white privilege and their upbringings. That's the issue here. And those white people being in 
positions of power, Allah the police, Allah the fire service, Allah everything else, the military, whatever it is, and there are good eggs and there are bad eggs, and there always will be in every in, in, in across the world in whatever you're doing, whether you're working in the Asda, the Walmart, or you're working in Trump Tower, it doesn't matter. There's good eggs and bad eggs. The problem is that the the needs of reforming the police, like you say, because that wasn't that what Derek Chauvin, I think that's how you pronounce it, did, was not only murder George Floyd, he put him down like a fucking animal. Yeah. Like, have you watched the video, Paul? Have you I, been able to put yourself? I could. It? I, I I started watching it and I had to, and I had to turn it off. I couldn't. I couldn't get through right. it. No. I felt it important for me to watch it, so I I was deeply upset watching it, and I would suggest that you you, you probably don't if you don't feel comfortable with it. And I, I I watched a full nine minute long video on it, and it wasn't the full nine minutes of uh, of Chauvin putting his knee on him. Derek Chauvin came along in the third police car when he was already fucking restrained. I don't know if you know this, Paul. Um, yeah. Now, he was restrained from the minute he left his car. He was sat on the floor. This is all on CCTV footage from the shop. Um, he never said anything. He never did never provoked them in any way shape or form he just said he didn't want to get into the police car when they eventually walked him over after about three minutes to where he died and then um he, he slipped down the curb and then they threw him through and two more police cars came and in the third police car uh, Derek Chauvin arrived who has previously had been involved in three police shootings and one fatality on his on his fucking resume already and then he pulled him out the car and shoved his knee on him and we all know it was about nine minutes long and it was fucking horrendous and there was bystanders there saying he's fucking dead you need to think you need to he's not breathing and you could see it he was fucking dead Paul yeah. and it was the most horrendous thing I've ever watched but it but for me I needed to see that I, I needed to see it because I needed to understand what had happened. Yeah. Um. And it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and I cannot believe that it fucking happened. And I understand and feel the pain of the and the outpour of pain from fucking everywhere around the world right now because what happened to that man, as I said at the top, was he got fucking put down, and he was <laughs> he did nothing wrong. He did fucking nothing wrong. Yeah. And where's the police camera footage? Why are we getting the the mobile phone footage and the CCTV? Because the police, the the, the they all have them there in America, don't like they? The body cams. The body cam. They all wear body cams, and that's not gone. One person being charged isn't good enough. Four people being sacked isn't good enough. It's the American justice system. Until they're all brought to justice, nothing's going to be good enough, and it never will be. Yeah. But like everything, there's good come out of bad. And what you've seen in America is his brother, George Floyd's brother, standing up with a fucking megaphone, asking people to be peaceful and calm and telling them that he's a God-fearing family and that you need to protest peacefully. And it's not what George would want in Minneapolis and seeing that. And that's incredible. And I watched the, about an eight-and-a-half-minute video on Sunday morning with another guy doing exactly the same. Good will come out of this bad, and it has to come out of this bad. But everyone needs to educate themselves and, and don't think that you can't do anything. Do what you fucking can. Yeah. Go on to Black Lives Matter, the website. Donate if you can. 
um, and make sure that you understand and you educate yourself and you keep talking about it and don't fucking worry about losing a few fucking followers on Twitter or fucking your YouTube channel or whatever it is you've got. This is more important than fucking anything else. As I say, I, I vow today that my children will never be brought up like that um, and they will know the difference between right and wrong and they will never, ever, ever even think about colour in a negative way. It, that's my vow to you guys, and, and it's fucking horrendous. And can we move on before I start crying, mate? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's a, it's an absolute shit show. And as I said, it's one of those situations. And I, the thing that you wanted to stay on the front of the news cycle, you do, and it should do. And hopefully, this means positive reform. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I've talked about this before. I fear that we're already living in the in the darkest timeline. We're living in the dystopian future that we all kind of thought was, was going to be a science fiction thing, but it's happening. We're living it at the moment. Um, and hopefully, good good does come of it. And hopefully, what it means is with America that when the situation comes, when it comes to you know for re-election time, hopefully people think twice about what that means. And if it just hopefully it tips the balance enough to make sure Donald Trump doesn't get back in. But this is the thing, and this is the problem with all of this just to kind of wrap it up is that it's we, we 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 look for easy solutions to problems like sharing a black screen on your instagram account is a good start if you've done nothing you know doing get involved with the with talking about the get involved with the conversation is a good start but i think too many people seem to think that these things are the shortcuts and there's there's, there's there's quick and easy answers to all these that and it's not it's going to take loads of work it's going to take loads of time it's going to take a commitment from not just one or two it's going to take a commitment from people on mass and then it's going to take people to force the local governments and it's going to take them to 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 push that up to national governments and then you know making policy reality for in order for things to change because that's the only way it, it can happen and it's going to be a long process but if this is the first step towards it then you know hopefully people will look back on george floyd in, in years to come and in the way that people look back on, on you know on, on people you know of, of the past whether it's a emily and pankhurst or you know go back to rosa parks and those kind of people who who are held up um and I'm sure would not have chosen necessarily to be held up, but have ended up being held up. And they, if they can represent something more, um, then it might it might elicit some positive change. Um, just a knock on the effect of this case is we, we were talking about, um, we talked a bit about the Liverpool team taking a knee on the Redmen podcast this week, um, which I just thought was a, a great gesture. Um, inevitably, you know, and we, we, we had this conversation, but I'm interested in your take on this actually. Um, because it's football and because it's Liverpool Football Club and because years ago Liverpool defended Luis Suarez there's a bunch of people online who seem to think that you're not allowed to change your stance and not allowed to be involved I know yeah mad isn't it it's ridiculous um, I saw a tweet the other day saying oh well blah 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 blah, blah. Liverpool did this for Luis Suarez and someone I think it was another club mentioned and the next time why don't you fucking try and do it, it was the fucking next time this was the fucking next time, and, and the fact is, what is what is Liverpool Football Club? It's an institution, yes, mm-hmm. but what makes Liverpool Liverpool? The fucking players and the staff then and there, yeah, and that changes like your fucking like a fucking snake sheds its skin, yeah. You know what I mean? That 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 will change over time. You know, Liverpool in nineteen seventy had never had a a black man fucking play football for for Liverpool yeah. before. Yeah. We're now in the stage in, in 2020 where I don't know how many black people play there, but probably maybe half the team yeah. is black. 
yeah. or, or of colour, uh, you know. So uh, <laughs> it changes. You, you football, yeah. you're not the same, and you're not the same person, and you make mistakes in your life, and you can rectify them. You can make sure you don't make them again. You can apologise for them. You can stand up and, and for what you believe in. What Liverpool did there is brilliant, and anybody fucking who's got a problem with that has has got a problem because they're racist. Yeah. Because they don't think it's right. Yeah. Because even if you make a mistake, and we made a mistake at the time at the Luis Suarez stuff, yeah. Paul, yeah. a massive mistake that I've regret ever since. Yeah. And you know we've spoken about it before and stuff, and you bl- and it and it opened my eyes and it changed me because now I don't blindly follow a fucking football club because I'm wearing red tinted glasses, yeah. and that's when I knew that I had to change, and yeah. I did. And we were saying and that's, what, that's what and these people need to fucking recognise that. Well, that's right. Well, we said, didn't we? Uh, it, it was funny. Sam Walker brought it up on the Redmen podcast. He was like, "We were, we, you're blinded by your football club. You're blinded by your allegiances. You're blinded by the star playingness of it. But also, you know, there's, uh, and it's not seeking to defend it. But you got to remember the, the 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 context at the time was there was. This is not um, John Terry being caught on camera with the Anton Ferdinand incident where he's literally caught. You can see him saying saying the words. There was no like. It was Evra's word against Suarez's word, and Suarez said no, I never. So we jumped to the defensive argue without having, without looking into it further, without seeking it. And then what it became was it became like, you know, in in, in you know, it became Suarez is either the villain or Evra's the villain. But they're not. They, they were just two human. They were just two human beings, and one did something fucking stupid. And I think ultimately, you know, maybe from the outside in, people would never would have doubted Suarez's guilt or whatever in it. But you know, we were we were blinded by a number of factors at the time. But you're right; it doesn't change. It doesn't mean you can't grow as a person. I, I say this all along. I, I get off. I often get asked my opinions on things, and I I have my opinions. But I'm not certain there's too many opinions I have that are totally intractable that I hold so dearly that I would like, that, you know, like that I would just dig my heels in on forever and ever and ever because I'm just, I'm just not that, I'm not that way inclined. I'm just not that kind of person. I, I remember being invited on. It was after the Suarez thing, uh, and then when Liverpool did that thing with the, the it leaked. There was a number of leaked words, like a leaked documents of words that you can't say on the cop effectively. Um, and I got asked to do a documentary about this for Channel 4 and I don't think it ever aired in the end I, I was certainly, I've certainly never seen it but I was sat down in a, in, a, in a room for this documentary and it was with uh, a representative from the LGBT um, Liverpool community and there was a couple of people who represent different fan uh, different fan groups with regards to uh, different you know ethnicities or, or whatever um, and, and I'd kind of gone in with, about these words and I, I had my opinion of them top line and my top line immediate way when you say you can't say things like man up for example oh come on just it's just an expression isn't it and then and, and it got going it was things like um obviously we've had we've had some of those things that like, goes back to the, the chelsea rent boy stuff and all that and all that kind of stuff and there's things like taking the fun out taking the piss out of someone for being like a, a lady boy and all that kind of stuff and they all seem top line to be a bit like oh, whatever it's just a, it's just a bit of banter or whatever so i kind of went in with the opinion of all oh, this is a bit of it's a bit much it's it's a bit like um political correctness gone mad but by the time i had this like, round table discussion with people with whom not a lot of these words impacted those people in, in a way i was like 
Well, fucking hell, yeah. I just won't. I, I don't. I don't care enough about these words. They don't bother me. But because it, just because it doesn't bother me doesn't mean it doesn't. It shouldn't bother someone. And uh, you know, there's a. It's a. We're on a there's, a. there's a path that leads to a real gentrification of life. You know, when when you take out a beer, because if someone's offended by swear words, are we going to stop swearing? Maybe not. But I will say, I, I still judge when and where I, I, I you know I use that language but in the, I, I walked out of that documentary and I think they may, might have even been a bit like ah well we kind of needed this someone to be this they think it's a good it's a bad idea to get rid of these words but by the end of it I changed my opinion completely I was like oh no god I'm with I'm with you guys because you, you have sometimes you have to look outside your bubble and you have to see this, to see all this I mean, stuff I know you and I'm the same we're malleable you know we can fucking read a book and it can completely change our mind on something because yeah. we're not we're not the cleverest people in the world. We've never pretended to be the cleverest people in the world. There are cleverer people than us. And if they fucking say it, then I'm going to believe them until yeah. I read something by someone else who's yeah. even more clever or more clued up or more yeah. experienced. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. I fucking... My experience of life has been, for the most part, living in Liverpool in the same suburb, yeah. give or take a fucking postcode or two. Yeah. You know, it's it's not that fulfilling a life that I've lived. People have lived much greater, richer lives with more experiences, and I'll take their word for it in a yeah. lot of cases. Yeah. So I might go in and think, this is fucking it. And the other thing is, a lot of things I don't really care about yeah. so like Man Up was a great example there because I nearly said it about 15 minutes ago Yeah, and I didn't because I thought about what I was saying just enough just yeah. quickly enough to be able to change it because I know that it, it doesn't offend me if someone said it to me I wouldn't be offended Yeah, that's fine but I won't use that I will try not to use that terminology now Yeah, because I don't want to offend anybody yeah. and that's that, that's that's not being looking my hands tied behind my back that's me trying to be a better person than I was five years ago Yeah. and there is nothing fucking wrong with that Yeah. Like I say, and also you... confession I stole a pen from you when I was in the office from your table <laughs> that, that's not mine it's Tom's um, ah can't fuck write with it. it's, a gel, it's a gel pen mate can't write with is that, that is that right handed only gel pen mate can't write with it as a left handed left handed person you just end up with gel ink all down your hand it's a bick is it it's just it was on your table it was five five bicks not mine it's fine. Um, the um, yeah, I mean, look again. It comes down to it, and this isn't to say that if you want to offend someone, offend someone. There's time and place when you want to offend someone. If I, I, it goes back, I think the Chris Rock thing. But like, if you're going to be in an argument with someone, then you want to hurt them, and you want to offend people, and all that. You choose choose your moments. If you want to yeah. pick on an individual, pick on an, you know, pick on your individual. Do what you got to do. Pick your moments. Pick your battles. Because there is times when you need to have a sharp tongue and stuff. Um, but. Don't, there's no need to have casual in casual conversations to make for me. I, I you know, this is where we, we we differ a bit, like it, just in terms of like approach to thing. You, I know you like making people quite like making people uncomfortable in various situations, like, but it puts me on edge. Like, I don't like doing things that I that I that I think will make people feel uncomfortable because it makes me feel uncomfortable to think that someone would be made to be uncomfortable kind of thing that's why I don't like cringy comedy I don't I hate that like I hate movies where someone goes undercover and they've got a choice between selling out the people that they've made friends with or going back to their establishments and all that it's a, it's a, it's a, you'd be amazed how many films that's in um I don't genuinely enjoy that, so I, I I'm fine. I, like I'm fine. I don't mind. Uh, you know, there's, there's things that I don't need in my life. And one a good example of this was how we used to use the word gay, and we're only going back ten years. But like, like Chris Moyles used to say it on the radio as like a, like a 
oh, that, that, you'd say that's gay. And we never thought twice about it. Like, I go back, I, I, I just, it's mad how it, that's nothing ago for me. 10 years is, is no time at all. But how much of it not really changed? No, no, no. You, you get, you, you stay. I think you, you, you mentally, you, you grow, you mentally grow to a point where you're normally about seventeen, eighteen, up to about twenty-one normally, and you're largely because you're an adult then, and you're largely that with some tweaks al- along the way. So ten years doesn't seem that long because the, the gap between twenty-one and thirty-one's not, and really because you haven't gone through any major formative changes. Um, but yeah, even in, in in that time, and I'm like, and I think about it sometimes. In fact, community is a good example of this because Piers Hawthorne in that uses gay as an insult all the time in that, and he gets away with it in inverted commas because he's supposed to be this old crank who's kind of stuck in his ways, stuck in the past, and you can kind of you kind of kind of laugh it because you're laughing at him, uh, which is how you, you you kind of you kind of get away with that kind of thing. But it was in the it was in the day to day lexicon of how we talk to each other, and how lads talk to each other, and all all that kind. Of stuff but we've moved on from that and i don't i don't miss i don't miss it you know what i mean it's like it's just it's just a word there's other words there's loads of words loads of different words and loads of ways you can get across your point just call someone a nonce instead you know what i mean like you know if you want to get an insult if you want to insult someone there's loads of insults you know what i mean you can just pick pick an insult go go wild but the idea for picking on somebody because of their like their ethnicity or their gender is just or sexual persuasion. Well, yeah, exactly. Like you I mean, unless you're a nonce, in which case you deserve picking on. Um, but you know, it's yeah, it's, and then, but it's, this it's is crazy, the, because, I mean, and and while we're saying that that's not allowed, I don't think you should pick on people for wearing glasses or going bored either. Yeah, we'll get there. Chris. Just saying, we'll get there. Just saying, no, it's for a mate. We'll get there. Absolutely. I um, well, no, I, it's Ross. In, no, it's totally fair game if it's Ross. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe no, but we all we all face it in our own in our own little ways, don't we? You know, like the, the scouse thing. I often think about this: is that scouse voices don't get the same airtime as accents from other places. You don't hear scouses on adverts, and you don't hear scouses in TV shows. And if you do, it's someone putting on a scouse accent, and it always sounds horrendous. It's like nails down a chalkboard when I hear someone try to do a scouse accent because then you can. Ne- it's it's a very difficult one to get right. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, you know, I, I, it's is a, it, that's our, our very very limited scope of understanding on that. Um, one thing I want to mention to you actually, because I saw uh, Ped from Toffee TV actually t- tr- drew my attention to this, and it's I don't know whether this flies in the face of what we've just said on the Liverpool Suarez thing, but I don't think it does. I think this is an interesting grey area on this. The San Francisco 49ers standing up for the Black Lives Matter campaign, where they're the people who effectively sacked Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, thoughts. I don't like it, yeah. um, but you can you can change. Um, but this wasn't the, the 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 difference here is that that was institutionalized racism from the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much you know about it, but he's been trying to play football ever since yeah. I think it was twenty sixteen, yeah. and no team has given him a, a job. And he's been a very good option for a lot of teams during that time because yeah. quarterback play has been pretty atrocious. Yeah. And they've basically washed their hands of him and his cause because the owners didn't want the focus to be on what he stood for. Yeah. They wanted the focus to be on football. And that is the... And that is... It's like not saying anything. So before when you were talking about the, 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 the black photograph on Instagram, mm-hmm. the, black, uh, the Black Lives Matter campaign there... 
I still believe that it's better to do that than nothing. Yeah. But that is, as you were rightly saying, that is step one. Yeah. That can't be the end of the line for you mm-hmm. by putting one photograph on on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, to me, is ten times better than not doing anything. And the NFL did nothing yeah. around the Colin Kaepernick stuff for a long time. Yeah. And still, he still he still wants to play. He's still fit. He still can do a job for an NFL team. I must admit, I don't really know too much about what the San Francisco 49ers have done recently. Mm-hmm. But I noticed the Washington Redskins stood up and said about it and I wasn't I wasn't feeling that just because of the fucking name um, and, and you know and the Cowboys and like but this is the thing isn't it I mean the, the American sports teams have, have names that are linked to the past and stuff like that and one of the problems with America as a country is that, you know when you think about it that land was stolen by white people yeah and it was us yeah. <laughs> it was Brits as, as well as as and, and Spanish and everything else, you know, and and the and the black community built fucking America for the white community. Yeah. Um, but we we digress slightly again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the 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 Colin Kaepernick stuff and the the San Francisco stuff's mad because it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's be, it became it's become such a big issue that you just be like, I, I'd have thought in an instance like this, particularly given like the taking a knee thing, like I'm not saying look, it's not like he invented it. But but he's him him doing that has actually become a symbol for, for for what it is as well. And obviously there's so many parallels drawn between how between the George Floyd stuff and obviously the, you know Colin Kaepernick's come back to the front of the, the the news cycle again because you know because of the take because of the kneeling thing. Um, it's it, I find it mad that you know like someone just wouldn't go. This is not like Adam Johnson trying to find a footy club like or you know and I know Chad Evans. I think he ended did he end up being cleared? But you know I get it. Like you know if you're if you're having to make a defence for someone who's broken the law, fine. He just didn't want to stand for the national anthem. Like it's balmy, balmy country. Absolutely. I love America. Like America is my favourite. My is my favourite place on it. Like and I've been to. I've not been to enough of it, but I, I genuinely love America. I love Americans. But some of the decisions and some like that, the the, the how vehemently they stand behind that flag, man. Like I, I it's like the rules. Like you can't hit the floor. Yeah, and all that type yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like you know, it's madness. It's but yeah, people get people get wound up about some mad, I, some mad stuff. I like stuff, that or... as well, though. You know, I, I do because they fucking care and they're proud, mm. and that that's interesting to me because I don't have that for our country. No. So I I I didn't say I, I said it was interesting because I don't understand that point of view. Yeah, and that and that's really why I find it interesting and intriguing because yeah. I wonder I wonder how I'd feel if. Well, I don't feel part of this fucking country for a start, so that's probably... Although I have to deal with all the shit just like you and like everybody else, we all have to deal with the shit that our, our leaders uh, do. Um, so it's it's refreshing, and we're coming off a great Prime Minister's questions today as well, Paul. I don't know if you've seen any of that today yet. No. Fantastic for you, and mate. Um, Starmer is absolutely killing him. And he, like, he's... Boris Johnson doesn't know what fucking day of the week it is at the moment. Like, this is going to be great lockdown viewing. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, the, back onto the American stuff just quickly. Like, what the fuck was the photo opportunities about for Trump? By the way, walking across that park, uh, across Washington to go and stand with a Bible in his hand that looked like it was physically burning his hand in front of the church. That Did was you ever see up. that? The oh clip, my god! The clip where he gets asked about being religious. Yeah. 
And he doesn't know any. And he's like, can you or... quote your favourite Bible verse? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's all good stuff. And, it, and, it's, <laughs> and I wouldn't so want to... It's blindingly obvious that he doesn't yeah, know anything about that's it. Like, His... That's like when I... Whenever, when it, we, and just a funny example of this. Whenever we do like a final word show and you've not watched the match and you come to someone who's not watched the match and you go, what about oh, that tackle? That tackle from Trent Alexander-Arnold in like the 35th minute. How good was that, mate? And they go... Yeah, but yeah, I just thought the all-round performance from Liverpool was really good, and it was good to get the win and do that. It's like you've not watched the match. I can spot it a mile off. We've had so many people do that down the years. He hasn't got a. He's never read the fucking Bible. I'm amazed if he didn't burst into flames. Right? If he got near anything even pseudo-religious. But at the same time, they were firing tear gas at fucking innocent protesters to to move them out the way so he could take his photo opportunity. Like he's fucking. He's he's he's. Put the military against his own citizens, and that uh, he's gone to war on his own country. I think. I said, what is I, he doing? We've definitely said this before, but I think people expect people look at history, right? And so they look at like look at World War Two and they look at Nazism and they look at Adolf Hitler, and I think people were so trained to look for that. It's like they've got like a, they're, they're standing on the watchtower. And the message has gotten diluted. It's like people have gone, this is what you're looking out for. And every generation we go, this is what you're looking out for. You're looking out for these kind of behaviours. But in the, the, people have forgotten to identify the wider things. And people, I think people are literally just sat on the watchtower now looking at a picture of Adolf Hitler and going, has he got a moustache? Is he, is he white? Is he, is he small and German? Or Austrian, sorry. Has he got like has he got a comb over? Nope, fine. Well, it's not... Look, it's not Adolf Hitler. It's not the second coming of Christ. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know... Which, let's not get into that, by the way. Um, but, like, you know, it's like people are expecting when, when, when this kind of national socialism and fascism returns to the mainstream people are expecting it to come in an adolf hitler shaped package and they're expecting it to be exactly the same because of course sequels are all just retreads of the things that have gone before let's not get back into the star wars argument from last week but and and instead they're not they're not so they're not recognizing that the, the, there's so many similar movements that america is slipping towards fascism again and 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 it, he is a fascist. Yeah, and fascist. because I think people expect, yeah, like it's got to be Germany again. Because like, whoa, listen, World War One and World War Two, they were kicking off, weren't they? Like, it's got to be this. Like, there's plenty. There's probably, you know, again, this is why you've got the rise of extremism, and it's happening in different corners of the world. But there's a there's there's a distinct correlation between where lots of extremism's coming from and how many of those countries have been bombed by America or allies or, or allied forces along along the way, and therefore their hatred for particular particular cultures. Like, um, it might just be. They might just be the baddies all along, but if you keep telling everyone, if you control the narrative and you're telling everyone you're the goodies, the whole history is written by it's, the victors. Yeah. Would you recognise it if it was coming? You wouldn't, though. No. Honestly, mate, I, he, I just can't talk about him anymore, mate. He may be the worst human being ever. It's mental, mate. It's, I like, and yeah, it's just mad. I, I, I said this thing in it about Certainly America alive. the week. Well, yeah, I mean, when we talked about this, the, these uh, lockdown protests, and we said, I, like, I fundamentally love the attitude of Americans, and 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 it's why I look. I don't believe everyone should have guns. I just think it's f- they're just fucking shit. They're like they're, they're dead cool. Guns are cool, but they're not. They're just fucking death machines that you shouldn't be able to have unless you're super trained with super legitimacy behind you and all that kind of stuff. And even then, I'm. I'm 
a natural pacifist anyway. I don't really, I don't really see the point in them. But I, I, I like the, I like the, 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 the pure notion behind that America have got, and the reason why they, the, the right to bear arms is so that they can rise up and overthrow the government if the government ever decides to. Well, no, we get, but this is the point. Is that, but the, 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 it's happening. It's like lads, it's happened. All this stuff you've been, you've been getting ready in your bunkers for. It's happened. You happened. Your country's been taken over, and you're being dictated uh, uh, to, and you have all these things. And, and sorry, I, I, what, and what is the black membership of the NRA like, Paul? Oh yeah, well yeah. Did you see that? Because offer? because is it to overthrow the government? Or is it to keep people in the fucking place? Well, yeah, exactly. There's that great sketch. I don't know whether it's a funny or die one, but it's about like the 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 the, the, the right to help, the right to bear arms, and then it's like a, a black guy appears with the guns. Yeah, with the guns, and they go, and this is two white guys going, oh, um, right, yeah. It's, I mean, I I can't even remember who it is. If anyone knows what I'm referring to, please do link it below. But yeah, it it. it I, <laughs> You can't, you, I, you can't, we couldn't possibly contain a, a chat about America in, in, in all this, but balmy, fa- fascinating, balmy, insane, um, dangerous, um, weird, and you just, I just look at Barack Obama, and, and the problem with all of these things, Chris, is there's a counterpoint to all of this, like, there's always, well, what, and, you know, it's Donald Trump's greatest fucking weapon is the whataboutism that he's created, so that no one can make a point, because nobody is on a perfect enough standing to be able to have that point, because if you make a valid point, well, but you can make a valid point, but what if you were a fucking, what, what if you cheated on your wife? Well, no one can fucking, no one's allowed to listen to you, because you shagged around and you're not allowed to make this point because you accidentally fucking ran a red light and you've got some points on your license so there's no perfect people so that everyone's point gets gets undermined but i look at well it doesn't quite it doesn't quite because the the things that you've just said there some probably did and the difference (laughs) is yeah money yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's what and I mean. Where's the wealth? We yeah. know where the wealth is. Well, there's no. What I mean is, you can't, you can't come at those people because that the it's set up to support them, isn't it? You know, again, the media just looks to fucking. We'll just go and run dirt all over you until your your opinion. People are too busy talking about your faults to yeah. listen to your message. And as soon as people are talking about your faults, you've lost the. But as soon as you've been pigeonholed and there's a name around you, there's a tagline on you. You're just that tagline. You're not. You people. You lose. You, you lose. You, your voice loses its power. But but I look at Barack Obama and I see him and I, and I see his family walking in solidarity and I see the way he talks and the way he conducts himself. And I remember being so ashamed that we had a conservative government in when Barack Obama was in was in power. I desperately wanted us to have a good, strong, you know, Labour or left-leaning leadership in this country at the same time as Barack Obama. We had fucking David Cameron and I just felt horrendously cripplingly embarrassed and you know and I guarantee all you've got to do is mention Barack Obama's name and there'll be people coming out there'll be immediate responses of like but what about the way that it, it, it did happen this happened this happened this happened. doesn't I, none of that, I'm not saying none of that stuff matters but it's legacy as well yeah. isn't it I mean you know I, I don't know enough about his policies to really talk to in depth on it Paul but what I do know is the fact that Trump when he first got into office kept on using Obamacare as a stick to beat him with. Yeah. Now, the difficulty is, and I think one of the major issues that we have in politics, and certainly in America, is to affect change needs more than a maximum of eight years. Yeah. To affect change as a government, I think you probably need a minimum of 10, mm. unless you're the Tories, because you can ruin things very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they've done. But if you want to bring it back from 10 years of Tory leadership, you're going to need 
15 yeah. to get it to get it to where you need. Yeah. Now, Obama had his eight years, maybe the best leader they've had in half a century. Yeah. Gone. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, because why he was the best leader you've had in fifty years. Because they 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 are scared of the government running roughshod over them. That's why they've got the guns and they've got the rules to stop to stop dictatorships happening. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked when like Trump goes full Palpatine at some point in the future and declares a special measure that allows him to stay in power for longer than his the longer than his terms allow. But again, we'll we'll get into that when we get there. The thing for me about Obama lastly is just you know when you just. You just get a sense of someone who conducts themselves with a little bit of there's intelligence behind his words, there's compassion behind his words, and I don't know. It's hard to say because if people are so conditioned to not to see people's faults, like maybe they've looked at the negative things that are on his campaign. I don't know. I, I compared him, and it's just you wouldn't even imagine these guys were playing the same sport. You know, no. Obama and uh, Obama and Trump in terms of the dignity with which those two men, uh, you know, the, the vastly contrasting dignities with which they conduct themselves is is mad. But anyway. Um, it, it, it sounds ridiculous, Paul, before you move on, it's like Hodgson to Klopp. <laughs> it's like you, I couldn't watch Hodgson talk after a Liverpool game and I hang on every word of Klopp and obviously we know which is which here. But I remember that first time I went to America with you and being stood, um, I've, I've forgotten the name of it, where you go through in the airport and you stood. Yeah, immigration. Immigration. And, he's on, and Obama was on all the televisions. Yeah. And I was... I've never been to a country where that's happened before yeah. or like... And it was just a simple video message, but him talking about his country, and you could tell the love they had. And I, I kind of just stopped in my tracks, and and also a little bit worried about you, um, because I don't think you'd got through at this point. But I can't quite remember. And I just been thinking, like, this is fucking great. Yeah, they have to update this is them every time they change president. They change. They have to change all. They record the new video. They get all the things that. And like obviously Trump's all over it now. But yeah, it, it, yeah. Mad. Um, right, we're going to move on. I want to talk about uh, briefly about the return of the, the footy because it's it's gathering pace significantly. But uh, I went to do this at the top, of, but forgot because we, we we just dove straight into it. Um, we've had two new reviews, so thanks very much to the two people uh, who reviewed so. the podcast. Um, we've got a five star review here, titled Belter. I start work at eight a.m. and I'm on my own for the first two hours of every shift. This is a great way to fill the gap of boredom. Love the content, lads. Keep it up. That's from Lewis M ninety nine via Apple Podcast. Thank you so much, Lewis. Um, and Joe Hughes 369 uh, is titled five stars titled it uh, tour on steroids love it just love it thanks so much Joe if you want to leave a five star review you can do and again if you want to write anything I will I will I will read it uh, we get them sent through to us so yeah that would be absolutely magnificent hey everyone just made again a word from our sponsors who are once again the wonderful the incredible the magnificent threads for Reds go to threadsforreds.com you can pick up some of the best Liverpool gear on the face of planet Earth right now not only is it well produced not only is it well designed but it's also incredibly high quality and comfortable as well and now they do mugs so if you want a Campeones Del Mundo Liverpool mug to celebrate the fact that once upon a time about 10 years ago it feels like now Liverpool became world champions you can do with a set of exclusive mugs there's also a load to celebrate by the Trabs Design Liverpool's uh, successes in the European Cup as well so get involved at threadsforreds.com um, yeah Chris so we, we touched upon Liverpool returning to training obviously it was the time when they, 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 they did the taking the photo which by the way I, I didn't mention it but Genie Van Alden and Virgil van Dijk led that uh, amazing um, 
we we talked a couple of weeks ago. We've been talking about the Bundesliga coming back and footy coming back, and you were a bit nonplussed by um, by the Bundesliga's return. I and I said I'm, my hope and our both our hopes are that having some vested interest in a football team will will make our interest levels up and, and counteract the fact that I'm a bit maybe a bit worried that it might be crap when the Premier League returns. Chris Liverpool put a two minute video out of them training eleven <laughs> on eleven, and I got very hard. I I was so I was more excited by a video where Naby Keita played a, a pass to himself and Curtis Jones had a shot saved than I was watching. I've watched, I think, three or four full Bundesliga games since its return. I got more out of that two-minute video than any of that put together. He played the manual pass-through ball to himself. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. It was unbelievable. Curtis Jones needs to work on his finishing a bit. Like, Was it actually now, in goal for that? Because if it is, that's one of the best saves One of the best saves I've ever seen. Oh, come on, everyone. Yeah, everyone's been a bit harsh on Adrian during the lockdown. Like, it's just, yes, we know his last game. Uh, it wasn't great, but look, don't forget his first ten of the season. Yeah, uh, I, I feel. Uh, but no, I mean it was unbelievable, mate. I'm watching highlight videos now of training. Someone put one together, and it's like it's on Twitter, and it's like is right. We're getting everyone's ready to return to college. even the highlights boys are right back in it, ready to go. Like yeah. they've been dying for something because yeah. it's bad for us. We've got on job out. Yeah. What are they gonna do? They've already made all the highlights for every game of football that's ever existed. Yeah. Um, but no, and and I think you know the other thing is. Well, watching that Dortmund Bayern Munich game, top level football, top level football, yeah, and that was some fucking technical. That was like a lovely technical game of football to watch as yeah. well, uh, with ebb and flow, that I think maybe has lacked within the games that I've seen, mm-hmm. and I wonder whether crowd has an effect on the momentum and the ebb and the flow of the game. But the Dortmund Bayern one had that without crowd, and that was the first time I've seen that, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I think I I, I don't know what, where I, t- I spoke about this. It must have been on Redman podcast. That I think what it's done, what the no crowd things done, is kind of made you realise that most games, if you get two or three goals up in a game, it's done, it's dead. But a crowd makes you think that anything's possible. Because fans are just just get lost Bain in it, don't they? Yeah, the exactly, exactly. So I think I think taking fans away and, and look, it will have impacted the chances. But let's be honest, the vast majority of games, and this happened that we've this happened in a lot of Bundesliga games. The good teams are winning and they're winning convincingly, and it's it, it, the dead rubbers. Um, by the last 15 minutes of the game, all the fights got out of the team that they're playing against. Union Berlin are a good example of this, who are seen as the plucky underdogs with a great little spirited fan base and the little ground and all that kind of stuff. Um, but really, again, it's just a big fucking lie. Now, there are obviously examples that have it. We, 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 we're fans of a football team that has a good track record of, of performing mad footballing miracles, but it doesn't really, you know, again, if you're a gambling man, you would lose far more money than you made over the course of a season if you bet against, like you know, if you bet a bet on turnarounds happening. Um, but it is—it's funny that you're right. Good, good qualities. We'll probably see the football's not going to be great in the Premier League, but we've got having a team that you give be. a shit about. It won't, Chris. It'll be crap. But the well, we're, we're talking about friendlies now. They've, they've said it's okay for us to have friendlies. Came out today in the Telegraph, I think it was. Okay, where, I, when? Before the season starts, okay. So, so now I don't know how this works, and this is—I'm sure it was the Telegraph. Um, players are going to have to drive there in their own cars, and um, the talk is that it will be refereed by a coach rather than getting extra people in to like properly referee it and stuff like that. But you never know that that will help. But the other thing is as well, and and one thing that needs mentioning, 
we're going to be the loudest football team in the league. We were louder than any of those Bundesliga games I've seen. I've seen probably four now, not all of them in their entirety. Yeah. And fuck me, our team is vocal as yeah. a motherfucker, isn't it? Like, and they are not meant. That's training, man. Yeah. That's like first day back training because that's the like the first contact they're allowed to have and stuff and they were giving it the beads and you're like oh my days we are going to be so good at football still it's going to be amazing it is that thing and because i like i get enjoyment out of pre-season games i don't get the enjoyment out of them that i get from champions league semi-finals or finals or, or, or crunch clashes against big rivals but i enjoy watching i enjoy the same reason i go to the the game 45 minutes before it kicks off because I enjoy watching the players doing the warm-ups. I enjoy seeing these players. I'm invested in them and every touch is more information on those players that I'm putting into my own data banks on it. So, like, just for Liverpool coming back, I genuinely don't care about the quality of the opponents. I don't care if other teams are struggling with fitness, you know, and all that kind of stuff and all the, all the variety of issues that doubtless will be will, will be thrown up. But I am... Um, I can't wait. I'm so like I'm so, and that that's just whetted my appetite for it. Just Naby Keita's Curtis Jones, Larucci playing in there. Oh, Larucci, I haven't seen him since last summer. Great, you know. Let's, let's see what he. Let's see if he gets a touch. If he gets a game, what can what can he do? Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to whatever it looks like. More of it. More more video clips. More bits and pieces. Yeah, I um, I'm properly. But we're on a two week countdown now, aren't we? Till it all coming back. Exciting. We're gonna do our um, so we <laughs> we we're gonna win the league. Our, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I think so. I think if I'm gonna predict something, it's gonna be that. Um, but we did our nailed on um, Premier League predictions at the start of the season. Smashed on the podcast. it as well, didn't we? Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend go back and, and checking that out and seeing how we got on with that. But we will just revisit. believe me, we smashed it. There's no need to go back and see what we predicted. We are we going did really, really well. It's we're fine. going to revisit that um, this week. Uh, this, this week coming, sorry. Yeah, next, on next week's show, we're going to revisit our predictions and we're going to make some more predictions and more nailed on predictions for the rest of the season. So if I'm not you sure want I need to change anything. No, maybe not. Um, but leave us yours in the comments underneath on YouTube or you can tweet us at MateXPayJack with your nailed on season restart predictions and it can be anything from results and, and, and matches to things that players do or some of the weirder and wilder stuff so I'm thinking like which Premier League which player from each Premier League club is most likely to break lockdown and miss a game of football because of their own stupidity and obviously everyone's going to say probably Jesse Lingard or um, you know if it's Liverpool probably Dejan Lovren um, but yeah things like that so any any topic suggestions for that like what you would like us headlines headings for what we can be predicting leave them in the comments underneath uh, and if you want to put your own answer in there do that as well and um, just a, a quick um little update i just thought because i know she listens to the podcast uh on scrabble chris i'm currently six games to one up um <gasps> Shit. just saying mate I've, i have ascended um I've, I've gone to the next level and in fact we even had another game where um jack played as well played his first game of proper scrabble uh, at eight years old and he, he came last he came third but i won that one as well um so i'm technically i'm technically Seven one up, but I'm keeping it fair. I'm keeping it out of the box. I'm going with going with, with the six one thus far. So she's got some catching up to do. It's a teacher. She's going back to she's going back to school on Monday, mate. She's got to teach people. I'm just saying, I might actually be better at this job and better at her job at this point. Just what out there. what I don't understand is how can she go into school with her head held high? 
There's absolutely there's absolutely no way she can go in and not think she's a complete and utter fraud. Well, she might have to go back in and just be and be surrounded by being surrounded by idiots again because kids are idiots, aren't they? Being surrounded by a bunch of people she's defo cleverer than might literally might give her a bit of a lift. Make a change from being at home. Love you, honey pie. Love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, great. Right, okay. I've um, that's it. That's it from me, Chris. Um, Thanks for what. Oh, by the way, we I've done. I've obviously mentioned it earlier on in the That's podcast. Paid, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say massive thank you to all of our patrons. Um, we got a little gang of them together for the first ever Q and A hangout. Think it was a gaggle. A gaggle, yeah, absolutely. A small a collection. Um, There's one for Charlie. It was brilliant. We finally, <laughs> we finally got him. We got it where we got through a few technological uh, humps. It was great just to put you know faces to names. We had a, a good good old chat once we got once we got everyone in and worked out what we were doing. It was good. We're going to be doing another one um, in a few weeks' time. So if you want to get involved with all that, and I'm sure people who are who are patrons are in the comments will will uh, extol the virtues of it underneath. Uh, yeah, come and join you in. Will won't Patreon. you? You will. Good. You Thank will. You. Uh, yeah, Patreon.com forward slash Matrix Payjack for that. Uh, have you got something specifically you want to page? The um, my bottom. Um, so really. Hi. My bottom, yes. My bottom. I, well, I've been riding my bike again. Ah, right. So you got you've got riders ass. Oh my god, something chronic like. So I went out. I think it was. I've not. I, I've had a. I've probably whinged about it every week, but my bad. My back's been really bad since like October on um, and off. Right, has it? Yeah, mate. <laughs> honestly, yeah. it's like I'm just so zen. I never let it show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. never let it bother me. I'm not an open book. I'm a closed book, um, and so I I felt comfortable enough to go on a bike ride on Sunday. So I went down to Ducky Pond, obviously as you do. Ducky Pond. Uh, yeah, man, Ducky Pond in Hailwood, isn't it? Um, which takes me longer than it should, um, and it's a nice little Ducky Pond. You know what I mean? And and, and sorry, is it? A, sorry, sorry, sorry. Is it a is it a pond with ducks in? Yeah, and you're calling it, or is it? Is it, and therefore you're calling it Ducky Pond, or is its name actually Ducky Pond? I think its name might be Ducky Pond. I'm gonna check. Hang on a second. Because, okay, it might just be called Duck Pond. To be honest, and I've um, Ducky, Ducky Pond, Ducky Hailwood, Ducky Pond, Hailwood. Okay, cool. Ducky Pond. There okay. you go. Sweet. Okay, cool. Fucking nailed it. So obviously, I went down to Ducky Pond in it, lad. You know what I mean? With all the lids doing the laughing gas and that. It's lovely, especially late at night, which is when I went at like half nine and I, and I get there to have a little sit at the pond and there's the lids all there with the fishing rods and all that, like a fucking boss. I was like, okay, great. I'll go straight home. Um, anyway, so I ride home. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour, something like that. And I, I'd not been on my bike for a long time, so it took closer to an hour. I'm feeling it, I feel good. I'm sweating. This is the best workout I've had in ages. Get on my bike last night, can't sit down. And it's like, what is that about? Yeah. Like, why the fucking hell? I mean, it hurts like a motherfucker, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and it's like, why? Why is this? I mean, I sit on seats all day, every day. It can't just be a weight distribution issue with me sitting on a seat, yeah. but it is because obviously it's much more focused and stuff like that. And I've got a big seat because I've got a big ass, and 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 so I'm there, and I get on my bike, and I'm like, okay, sound. I'll go down to the rally again. But this time I'll turn left on the rally and I'll head down towards Sainsbury's and West Derby and all that. It's really downhill to the rally. And I get there 
and I must be cycling for with pedals because I've not really used my pedals 15 meters yeah. before I decide that I'm close to turning back here like I was blowing first off and my arse was in bits so I managed to make it down to the Sainsbury's so if you saw an overweight guy in all black sweating riding up the pavement at about one mile an hour stood up last night uh, along Queen's Drive that would be me and 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 it took me so long and like my legs were fucked and my arse is in absolute tatters today mate so absolute can tatters. I make a suggestion you Rather may. than purging your ass, because I've said this before, you're going to end up a brain in a jar by the end of this, by the time we finish doing this podcast. Oh, well, can that, you, can well, we that purge... works out well for some people. Think can, of the turtles. Yeah, can we just purge, do you want to just purge that, that just the fact of the notion that bicycle seats cause pain to the ass for no reason whatsoever? Why don't we just purge that? Because that'll save you. You can save you. You can save you. That, you that's, a, that's a big purge, that isn't it? Fucking is a big pain in my bottom. <laughs> I'm happy for you to pay that because you're right. It's stupid. That's one of the things I, I like. So I, I got on my bike for the first time in in years, like the other day, just to just to check it was it was okay. And it seems seems oh, to be okay at the moment. So you owe me an apology. No, 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 no. Charlie fixed it. Um, oh. The but the uh, it seems okay. I need to do a proper test of it um, in in the coming days, and I will. But also, you're right. It's that like it's like being told that you're gonna get punched in the face. Knowing it? makes it worse. And that's the thing about bike, bike, riding a bike. You know it's gonna hurt. And the thing is, it's like but once you've ridden once, you get the bug, so you want to ride again. And it takes you know it it just takes a few a few goes to get back. But this it's is like but this is something. But this is something that I have given it like it's like every year I go through this teething, you know what I mean? It's like come on, arse. An arse built building. Can you up. just get on with it? Like, yeah. Can you can you you just do something that makes it better? Like I'm like let's be honest. At my level, do I really need an aerodynamic seat? Can I not just have a good seat like my kids got on the back? Yeah. You know what I mean? The I'm like, seats. I'm not fucking like that leaning forwards like fucking Lance Armstrong on fucking drugs. I'm having a leisurely little ride sat up. I wouldn't mind cushions yeah. to be honest in this instance. And you know I hate cushions. I'd like some shoulder rests, maybe. I might take cat bike out actually. Maybe that's the issue and just put a fucking seat on it. A proper seat. Put like your lunch in your basket on the front. Something. Mate, magic. Yeah, or somewhere to throw the fish when I've been to Ducky Pond. I've seen it? that. So the, the, some of the leads around ours have got those. If you know the, the electric bikes now, where oh, yeah, they, um, great. they look amazing, and you can get like a, an electric conversion kit off Amazon for a couple hundred quid. And I'm looking at because like me because Jack's got like an, a little electric um, scooter, and it's so cool. It's just a bit too small for me to ride on, um, which is devastating. But like I just think about it, like I might that they look they look absolutely amazing. I might have to invest or oh, get yourself like a chopper. Like, cause they, I think that's got what more you're looking like. It's got like a more of a proper seat, bit of a, a, a lie back low rider style situation, and maybe that doesn't hurt anywhere near as much. But no, I'm happy to purge that. Um, Can I just purge one more thing really quickly because I think it's important that links it with the rest of the go show. On, go on. I was watching a video on the American protests and everything, and and George Floyd and all that type of stuff, and I got a thirty second non skippable advert on CNN's fucking website. Yeah. Right from fucking Dubai or something like really you know like I get that like you have to have adverts and like look we have to you have to try and make money and stuff like that but uh-huh. there's got to, it's like it's like it's like Matt Hancock 
talk doing a big piece to the fucking British public behind a paywall. Yeah. In it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. something so big and actual fucking news that people should have a right to see. Can we not just someone just think, let's just turn the ads off on this one? Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. An interesting one. But then, yeah, I mean, this is this it's is fucking a... news. It wasn't opinion, like. Yeah, well, that's the problem with 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 adver- with with media in general, isn't it? Is the who's pay- who's who's paying for it? We had this with the with the with the paywall stuff when the government was was leaking um, coronavirus advice to to the paywalls of the, te- of the Telegraph before it, but the weekend before they told everyone else. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, I think I might have paired this before, but it came back to me. I was eating a, a, a small packet of blueberries, and I want to purge that one in ten blueberry. You've done it. I need to pay. Well, I, clearly it's not worked, Chris, because because that one in ten blueberry that tastes like fucking compost. What is that all about? Is there any need for that? There isn't. Ruins the whole experience. Like okay, well, yeah, like mussels are like that as well. Like one in ten mussels that you eat tastes like ass. And it just, it's like having a fucking, just the, the most pathetic Russian roulette game ever. You've just got a taste of filth in your mouth. Anyway, that'll do for me. Um, <laughs> I think that's like the blocker in the NFL, in it. You know what I mean? He's just there filling himself up with the soil so that the rest, he sacrificed himself so that the rest can be sweet yeah. and you can enjoy he's it. You know what I mean? Shit, you yeah. should be thanking that fucking blueberry, not purging the arse off it. Nah, it's gone. It's gone. Because in my ideal world, I get to keep all the ones as they are, the other ones as they are, and the other one just just pairs the just pairs the bad blueberries. If we could pairs all the bad blueberries from life, Chris, um, move it to metaphor. Metaphorically speaking, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, okay. Uh, we'll start with the orange one. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Once upon a time, walked a hippo. That. Loved cock <laughs> so much that it fingered a eel senselessly until it grew so big that it exploded all. Over the hippo's hair. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Afterwards, it wiped its head on a giant towel before gradually withering 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 it's oh now that's made that difficult balls (laughs) inside a shed because it was Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bored and horny. Why? <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Why? <laughs> there we go. Because <laughs> it's life was complete. The end. Motherfucker. <laughs> Pretty. Um, please, um, don't please forgive us um, for, for, for all our sins. We try. We, we, this is it's a tough it's a tough life being us when you've got deep and heavy thoughts and deep and heavy <laughs> situations, but you're also fucking idiots. Um, so yeah, listen. If you enjoy what we're doing, please do support us on Patreon. It does help. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash matrix page. I can get involved whether it's on our Discord group, in the post itself on Patreon, and of course in our monthly live Q and A hangout. Um, Yes, we'll leave you there. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Threads for Reds, this week. Do go and check them out, of course. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a five-star review on all your native podcasting apps. And if you want more from me and Chris in the meantime, of course, we're on theredmentv.com. Uh, I'm on twitch.tv forward slash and TV on YouTube. And Chris has got Chris Pajak YouTube channel and he's got a Twitch channel as well. And I'm doing Football Manager. Uh, that's Mr. Blood Red. MR Blood Red, one word. Check us out there. We love you guys and we'll see you all soon. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.